This meeting is being recorded. Good afternoon and happy Martin Luther King Day to each and every one of you. We thank you all so much for joining us today. And so if you do not know, I am Iris Denise Owens, your host of the Autopsy of Her Healing, Evolving and Resiliency. And on the line with me today is my beautiful sister. Good afternoon, honey bunny. Good afternoon, honey bunny, Stephanie Diani Green. How are you today? I am wonderful. What a wonderful day it is. Even though it's rainy, cloudy, snowy, whatever it is, it's still a wonderful day. <laughs> Absolutely. And so to our audience who's joining us today, again, we thank you all so much. We have a wonderful guest with us today. We have an author on the line with us today. And we are going to jump right in. Our guest today is Mr. Milton Broughton. And he has a book that he has written. Well, this is one of his books because I think this would be, is this number nine? Eight. Eight. Okay. So oh, this wow. is okay. Okay. I gotta check so, the rest of them out. Okay. <laughs> and so this book is entitled When the Sugar is Out of the Cake. So, ladies, gentlemen, prepare yourself for a wonderful, wonderful, mind-blowing conversation because this title alone, if you haven't figured it out, you will as we jump into this. So good afternoon, Milton. How are you? Thank you so much for joining us today. Good afternoon. I'm I'm great. You're wonderful. I'm just I'm just glad to be here and be with you two ladies, lovely ladies. Thank and you. You and stuff like that. I think it's, we're gonna have a lot of fun with it. Absolutely. I, I am definitely excited. Yes. <laughs> well, so are we. And so and so just to give the audience a little bit of history. So Milton and I know each other. Um, Milton is one of the barbers, so that's Milton's other life, right? At my barber shop that I've been going to, my barber and I have been partners for 16 years. And I think at this point, I've probably known Milton probably about eight or 10 of those. Yeah, wow. something. something like that, right, Milton? Oh, and so, yeah. and I, I remember when Milton first told me that he was writing books. And I had never had the pleasure of reading any of his books. Um, but then when we were talking one day and I told him, I said, I have a podcast and I said, we'd love to have you on. And so this is how we got here. Um, also Milton has, he wears many different hats. Milton and I have also ran into one another at church as he is, you are a minister. Are you not Milton? I am. All right. So, so. I love the fact that you have all these different dynamics, which is what we are always looking for because we believe that life is ever evolving. And so I love okay. that you have all these different facets of you, right? Diamonds. Yes. Diamonds. <laughs> so, so we are looking forward to you sharing these diamonds, these nuggets to, today with us. And of course, you're also a part of our men's series. So we are so excited to have you and we're going to jump in and get started. So tell me, Milton, when the sugar is out of the cake, how did this come about? When the sugar is out of the cake, it, it really came about, you know, I am a complete romantic anyway. Uh -huh. You know, I share some other books that you, you know, we might get into it about um, a little romance. And what happened with the sugar and the cake, you know, I'll be trying to help people and talk about things. But what, one. I have that one but, too. Yeah, but what actually happened was in, in my last marriage, in my mm -hmm. last marriage, I was married and um, 
you know, I was saying I'm gonna write something because uh, I remember the sugar became absent from the cake. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm thinking, she, you know, she was, she wanted to do this and she wanted to do that, but I like, the, the sugar out of the cake, and I'm like, you know, once the sugar, the main ingredient is out of the cake, all those things you're trying to do to win me back and get me here and get me there, you don't take that out. And it took time for the, for the sugar to get out of the cake, but once the sugar is out of the cake, and I said, you know, so many people, so many people are in that situation Mm-hmm. You know, you've been married, you've been with somebody for a long time. And, yes. You know, we started doing, especially me, we started doing crazy stuff. And, you know, now the sugar ain't in the cake. The main ingredients, the passion, the romance, and all those things, the affection, it ain't in the cake no more. And um, at that point, nobody wants to do this, want to do that. Nobody want to have sex with you. Nobody want to do this. Because the sugar <laughs> ingredients out the cake. So, you know, so many people, especially women, I, I always thinking about women and stuff because that's like the book, um, the romance. We need to get back to how we do our black women and how we treat our black women, how we lift them up with our queens. Mm-hmm. And so that's how the book came about. Just thinking about, you know, where we at. Because right now, to me, I feel so sorry for the young black woman and what she's up against. You know, we. I just said I work in a barbershop. Yes. I hear. I hear. You from hear <laughs> I'd be like, Lord, what the hell? Yeah, listen, Milton, you know what I love about what I loved about this book? It was honest. It was very, it was honest and it was raw. But it was also, as you said, it reminded us so much of all the things we so quickly forget. And that's not just on the male side, it's on the women's side too. Um, you know, and you do, you address that. I love the fact, though, that you took you food go? as an analogy. I love that. The, right? the, 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 the idea of phenomenal. <laughs> yes, the food, yeah. the analogy of a cake and the sugar when the sugar is out of the cake. And you're right. And so I'm, I'm going to jump in by saying I want you to, to talk about that you went into the store and this is a part of the book. And you bought this cake and you did not <laughs> was a read cake. <laughs> the label and how you tied that into relationship. Because to me, that was like, I was like, there was like message. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Wait, wait, what do you say? Danger, danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> yes. This one, this, this particular passage in that book, it's like you say you go both ways. Cause we always missing things and signs and stuff like that, right. and uh, so this one right here can really go both ways. And I had not decided that, you know, I went to this 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 pastry shop, and everybody told me about the stuff in there, and I like I couldn't wait to get in there, I couldn't wait to get in there. And so I go in there and I see this and I see that, but what I saw was was this big nice chocolate cake, mm-hmm. and I was like, I got to have that cake. That thing looks so good. And all I'm looking at is the cake. It was decorated. It was everything. I did not see anything else around me. I didn't see anything else in it. All I saw was this big, pretty chocolate cake. And I said, I got to have that cake. And so I go, I just go immediately straight to the cake, pick the cake up, take it to the counter, pay for it, take it home. Can't wait to get home and eat this cake. Yes. Yeah. And I get home and I cut this thing and it, and it ain't got no shit in it. I'm like, what in the world? I said, I think I'll show me a cake like this. 
Irish y'all tell me, I'm ready to call and cuss these people out. They don't sh- they don't sold me a sugarless cake. <laughs> so I call the lady, I call in a pastry said, shop, nonetheless. In a pastry, in a pastry shop, shop, nonetheless. I'm like, okay, y'all done sold me a cake. Uh, I, I'm ready. I want to raise hair, but she called me right now. She said, uh, I said, y'all done sold me a cake, and it ain't got no sugar in it. She said, excuse me, sir, calm down. <laughs> calm down. She said, you bought that cake out of our dietary section. It was a clear sign up there that said dietary section. <laughs> I thought it sign. And I, I felt so bad that I missed the sign. And with that, sometimes women and men, but mostly women, you just looking at the size of he tall, got good hair, good teeth. You're looking at all that stuff and you're missing the signs. If you listen close enough and read them close enough, you'll read that the signs are there. And then later on down the road, you done got with this a uh, sweet, a uh, sweetless person that you got with. But y'all just, you know, we sometimes we get to looking at men, we do the same thing because I'll say this wrong. We just looking at that 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 backside of hers. Missing all this toxic stuff coming right. out of her mouth. Right. Yeah, we just got caught up. We got caught up in her breasts and her ass and all that kind of stuff. And we missing right. it. Right. And next thing you know, down the road, you're talking about, how did I get him? Who is this person? Well, you missed the sign. Yes. Because God, in, in fact, about it, God gives us sign who we're dealing with. <sighs> Come on, Milton. God gives us signs all the time. He oh, makes yeah. us slip up in our lives. Okay. Are you yes. listening? Are you paying attention? No. You look, everybody telling you how good he looked. Everybody telling you how good she looked. Oh, man, where did you get her from, right. man? Where did you get him from? Right. Yeah, but you, you don't miss the signs. Why are you listening? Some people tell you they crazy, leave them alone, and you still keep going. They like they say, run, run, run for us, run. And you run. you running back to the right. away from them. Because people right. do tell you. And you know, next yeah, day they, you just don't have them. Yeah, we just we we miss we miss the signs that God give us all the time, mm-hmm. especially in relationship. We just he gives us sign who we're dealing with. Right. And then mm-hmm. the sad part about it, sometimes. Sometimes now you done been in this thing 10 years down the road mm-hmm. and you just figure and you just not figuring out mm-hmm. that, that this is a a, a, a a cake that ain't got no sugar in it. Yeah. But you well, just deal with it. You deal with it because you don't want everybody to think, and they're gonna tell you this. I told you that cake didn't have no sugar in it in the first place. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting, Milton, that you use that analogy because as you said, for me, in reading that part. You were, you were spot on with how we see something as, as you know, it's just like when you were a kid, right? You would fill your plate up. Like if you had the ability to fix your own food, right? You remember that? Like your parents right. used to fix your food. But then when you were old enough, you started making your own plate. And then you put all this stuff on your plate. And then you go, I had enough. I'm not, I can't eat anymore. Okay. So from, from, from my mother's perspective, that was not going to go down that way, right? I, I, I clearly remember when no, no, the first time I ever went to McDonald's and wanted, I said, I wanted the Big Mac. And my mom said, you cannot eat that Big Mac. I was like, yes, I can eat this Big Mac. And I, that's what I want from McDonald's. This is my first trip to McDonald's. First time having it. I want this Big Mac. Get the Big Mac. 
We're in the car. I remember clearly. I'm crunching. I think I took two bites of that Big Mac and I was like, I'm full. I can't eat it. <laughs> and, it's my, and my mother was like, oh, no. Mm-mm. I know you that's right. for it. That's right. You're going to eat it. Mm-hmm. Now, you, right. un- you don't understand that clearly as a child. But right. it is the very thing that we do as adults mm-hmm. um, in relationship. We it see, is. like you said, you see this fabulous chocolate cake or you see the <laughs> donut or you see the lobster or you see the <laughs> shoes, whatever it is, we live through our eyes first, right? right. Because yeah, this, this the, the eyesight, right, is the set, is the... It's the pathway to our souls, right? So so when we see something, it triggers the thing in our brain that says, oh, I got that. As I said, when I go shopping, it has to call my name. It has to say, take me home with you. We do that with people. We, Mm -hmm. We gather people up and put them in our shopping bags, and then we take them home. Yeah, we don't. You know, what else, you know what's amazing about that is that, like I would say, the eyes are the windows to the soul. The eyes are also the windows to their soul. Like when you could literally, when you really think about it, you can see crazy in people's eyes. You yeah, know, exactly. It's so but, true. It's but like, we're so focused, like Milton said, about you only saw that cake. Is that so you, you sort of you, you didn't never read the, you didn't read the ingredients you didn't but see you didn't on that, person the cake that it says it was a, it was eye. sugarless you didn't see the sign above it that it was in the dietary or the diabetic section or whatever not, you none of that it. well you're right. looking at the big picture and not the small one yes and so we do that and, and as women you're right Milton we do it a lot and then sometimes mm-hmm. I think it is. We, we get into, we find ourselves in situations. And then even though we realize that this is not the cake for us, this is not the meal for us, this is not the person for us, we go into the, but I have already invested time. Yeah. I've invested yeah. time, right? Well, how, how Milton would say, you'd pay for all those ingredients. They're so expensive now. <laughs> hey, you now you hey. <laughs> I, I got a friend, Larry. He's a cousin at the barbershop. He's kind of special. He got a girlfriend. He took her out to, to dinner, and um, she uh, put all this food on the plate and stuff and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, story in the book, yeah. Food and what he called. She said, "I said, I said, Larry." She said, "He said, yeah, she had the big eye." Yeah, talk about the big eye. She when you had the big eye, somebody said you had the big eye. You yes. know, bigger than what you what you can handle. Right, right, and then you don't know how to. You've gotten yourself in, so now you've ordered all this stuff, right? And then especially if it's at someone else's expenses, we do that too, right? It's someone else's expense that we're getting together. So where you would have typically said, maybe if it was something you really didn't like, you might've, or you weren't familiar with, you might've gotten a slice of it. Try it to first find out if it was even something that you liked. But because your need or the void of a of a need that you had you you grab the whole cake and said i'm gonna take this thing home and then in your mind you're saying i can't wait to get this cake home right (laughs) so you've already invested in it you're you're vested in this cake and you get this cake home and find out that this cake is missing 
also, Milton, you talked about a cake that you made, you made, and the cake was bad, but you kept trying to eat it. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I was in bed, so I just, you now, know, I don't why, make why did you keep eating this cake that you knew was not good? So it was because I invested. It wasn't good. I'm invested, but I'm, I'm eating. You know, I, I know I know life is trial and error, and I always say this when it comes to cooking anything. You yes. know, if it turns out halfway decent, if it turns out halfway decent, it don't kill me. Then I'll just keep on eating it and stuff like that until it just totally made me sick. And I have I should have trashed it in the first place. But you know, you we we invest it now, and so we just trying to eat it, and because you don't want it to go to waste. In other words, just what I'm saying right there is that um, I hate to think, especially women, you hate to think that you wasted your time. Mm. Yeah, you hate to think you wasted your time. You mean tell me I don't I don't did this, I don't prepare myself, you know, I don't got myself together and you know, he talking about coming over there the first time and date, you done invest, you done got your best outfit, you done got your nail did, you done got your hair did and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. now you now you just trying to make the best out of this thing. Yeah. And so you just keep eating, keep eating. And some people just eat too long. Next, next thing you know, you got a stomach ache, you got sick. So Milton, do men have that same thought process? Like, do men ever look at any relationship in this sense of I've invested time? Because now that, you know, now that we're talking about that, of course, men and women, we are different. We process things completely differently, right? Yeah. Um, right. and, and Steph and I have talked about this. We, we've laughed about it because sometimes as women, when we meet a person, when we think that this is our person, you know, we, we talked, we laughed one day we remember when you were younger and you'd start writing your name with their name at the end and in the oh, notebook yeah. with the X side, the X and O signs and I'm in love and da, 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 da. Do guys do that? Do guys go through life with that, like. I see her and I'm going to add my name to her name or I've spent this much time with her and I can't, well, I can't use my name and put my last name behind her name. Do they do that? Like, you know, <laughs> now she's going to be, you know, she's going to have my last name. <laughs> Not really. We don't, think that deep, we don't think that deep and get too deep. Yeah, I don't understand. I, 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 I remember when I was young, this girl yeah. got me some T-shirts with the arrow pointed at it. I'm hers, he's mine, all that kind of stuff. And we look at them like, no, we ain't gonna do that. Just like the same thing about, you know, women, when y'all are young, y'all don't plan out your whole marriage and everything. Y'all see the business. <laughs> and for the most part, we're not thinking like that. Right. So like in the book, we are we are just physical beings and you know, to get the emotion and, and think that deep and stuff like that. We just we just we just not that deep into it like that. So most of the time we don't, you know, the, the most we gonna do is is give you a thing. We was young. Most thing, most we gonna do is uh, give you a piece of paper. Say, do you like me? Check yes or no. If you say no, move on to the next next category. You know, it's so funny. I had this conversation with some with some people yesterday about, as you said, Milton, early on, about how you feel for young young black women today yeah but it's not just young black women it's all i think it's black women if you are single in this time in this period of life right now um this has been a progression to this point like you know back in the 80s and the 90s it was 
there were more black men incarcerated than there were men out yeah. here, you know, men on this available men. Then we went yeah. through the, we went through AIDS and we had more men who were um, more becoming um, in same sex relationships as they were versus them being in heterosexual relationships. Then we had right. the education thing, the education gap, right? Um, young black women were going to college and unfortunately young black men were either being killed or going to jail or just were not interested and they weren't basically weren't even finishing high school but yet they were in fact fathering or impregnating women um you know so that's on that's on both sides though fault right if you if you're joining someone you have to take your you're culpable for whatever happens between the two of you right yeah so it's interesting to me, I was having this conversation where someone said, this, this, a male said, you know, it's like, my reverend told me years ago that a woman has to get a man to the point of him wanting to be married, to be prepared to marry. And I thought to myself, I've never heard that before, right? Mm-hmm. But as he started to explain it, it made sense to me. You know, Mm -hmm. but then again, it puts it back. It's like it then it puts the onus on the woman, because like you said, Milton, men, you guys don't think like that. You said it clearly. You said we start planning and we do. We plan out our whole lives. Probably by the time we are five and six. We don't we may not know the exact person. And sometimes we do. We've picked him out. We've identified who he is. He may be not even in our world. But we've picked him out. We've identified the type of man. Either he needs to be like my father or definitely not like my father. Or he needs to be Michael Jackson or he needs to be my teacher who taught me everything. But we do. We identify the type, the person, the characteristics, how he needs to look, the skin, the color of his skin, what type of eyes he needs to have, what color his hair needs to be. And then we hold on to those standards pretty much our whole lives. Right. Even after we even after we have found that person, sometimes we find that person who fits all those characteristics. Yet uh, the warm and fuzzy that we thought we would get from that person or the love and attention that we would have gotten from that person. We did not get absolutely, you know, ends up turning out that sometimes it's the exact opposite of what we were looking for or what we were expecting. And so it's interesting in the dynamics that then how do we as men and women find that sweet spot? As you're saying, how do we find that sugar and keep it in the cake? Because we are so vastly different and yet we want, I think, the same thing. Yeah, to to a great degree, we want the same thing. Um, I'm marrying a couple this weekend coming up, Saturday, and I counseled them the other day. And I told him this. I said, y'all get married in a rough time, in a rough area. And one of the main things, the main problem in relationship this day and time is social media. That mm-hmm. social media is killing, killing relationships. Mm. You know, and, and everybody got this all, this, this, this these different ideas. Um, most women, you know, y'all, y'all can see y'all focus better than us. Y'all can see your direction. You can see what you want. Even when it comes to business, uh, school, education, 
uh, y'all see things more clear in what y'all want and y'all strive for it. Men, you know, men, we ain't got no covering on our eyes. We see this, we see this, that's distracting us, that's distracting us, that's distracting us. And by the by time all these things get through distracting us, now we're not on the same page with our mates because we're easily as men to get distracted. Yep, women, bam, y'all gonna do, y'all gonna do exactly pretty much, you know, what you want, what you said, the things, the criteria you want from God. You know, every now and then it takes so long, so then y'all are bare off. But but mm-hmm. men, we just we are gullible. And we see the we see that piece of candy, we see this piece of chocolate, we see that cake over there, and we <laughs> lose focus on this relationship and where we're supposed to be and where we're trying to head. And that's why sometimes to me it just takes it's so hard for people to just stay on the same page. But I know you were saying, like, in your book, the thing is when like, you were talking about, and by the way, you got to give me the name of the pastry shop in New York that you said had the best pastries because, you know, I'm a New Yorker. <laughs> yes, so, she's I a New Yorker. Down, so. Yeah, she's so, a native uh, I gotta, New Yorker like, like me. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, uh, but you were saying, like, how she wouldn't give you the discount on the brownies. Oh, man. And it was the same concept. You know, it was like the same concept as us women that we have to hold our standards because that's what that's what that's the help keeping the man focused you know even if the focus is not you no longer because like he doesn't your standards he can't stand up to your standards and he needs to go but the one who wants to stand up to your standards as long as you keep your standards he will he will stay there with you you know you can focus yeah. and build together yeah a lot of times men just don't like to be invested you know one passage i was talking about in there about men to go to a, a drive through uh, a drive-through <laughs> restaurant, and they'll just get the hamburger because they because the combo costs too much. I'm not trying to buy all that. I'm not trying to invest in all that. Just give me exactly. the sandwich. Yeah. And we don't we don't uh-huh. like the invest. And so when I went that particular thing you talking about, when I went in that store, you know the first thing we gonna do as men, we gonna try to jew you down. We are gonna try to get this. We trying to get a little bit of something for nothing. And that's the same trying to get y'all. We trying to get a, a little something for nothing. Not understanding, you know, this person got a word. That lady said, no, our stuff is well worth it. It's worth every dime. When you get at home and you taste and you see, we make that stuff fresh every day. And our stuff is worth it. So, no, we don't get no discount. You can either take it or leave it. And that's what a lot of women need to do. I know sometimes in some things I said, it's been a long time since you had a cake. So, (laughs) it's been a long time since you had a cake. So, now you just kind of bending your thing, your rules and regulation, because you just, at this point, now you want some cake in your life. Right. But you got to, y'all got to see the ball is in y'all, totally in y'all court, and y'all got to hold y'all value and say, look him, you can either take this or leave. I'm not bending. I'm not bending my morals. I'm not bending my values. I'm not bending. Take this like this or, uh, or don't take it at all. And, um, you know, you got to know who you are. Because like I said, in that particular passage, um, you know, we are physical beings. Mm-hmm. I don't care who it is. It could be your wife, your girlfriend, you know, you've been married to them. When I initially saw you, I saw the physicality of you. And I, wanted, I saw what I, you, know, <laughs> you might have gotten married and went on down the road and everything, but look at her, I want to hit that. Uh-huh. Exactly. Because she held out and she made me see more of her than just that. She made me wait. She made me see that you know about her brain about her mind say okay you know what this woman here she that's she's worth more than just a hit but initially that's what i saw 
Mm-hmm. You know, when I first yep. saw when I first saw my wife, I was like, uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I want. But she I mean, who's I gotta jump and get to that thing? <laughs> yes, yeah, I gotta, I got you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do whatever I gotta take and say whatever I gotta say. But <laughs> holding off and like even Steve Harvey talking about this 90-day rule, which is pretty much hard for everybody nowadays, because we live in such a, a sexually explicit world, you know, it's everything on TV, all the rappers, all the songs. Everything you know, you might be, be trying to lay there and, and, and think, but everything around you, you put on any kind of TV show, any kind of movie, even cartoon has some sexual scenes. And you want me to wait 90 days, and all I see around me is is sex. But the ball is in y'all court when it comes to that to make us understand that there's more to you than just sex. That if you don't show me there's more to you than just sex, then I'm going straight for what I see. But Milton, let me ask you a question. Go ahead, Steph. Oh, go ahead. I well. You know, I have this. So for me, like, so do you believe and everybody tells me like, I believe a man will wait for a woman, you know, until marriage. You know, I was in a I was married for I was in my with my husband for 24 years and I'm just not interested in having sex outside of marriage. I mean, I know it's not a common thing today, but I'm just and I'm not willing, you know, to you know, lower my standards or anything like that. I just know it doesn't work for me. You know, I don't feel comfortable in that situation. And, you know, I'd rather, you know, you know, be involved, be married, you know, when I decide to share my body with someone. Now, how hard is that in this time and day for, to um, have a relationship like that? What do you think? Um, let me say that I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer this and then I wanna ask you a question from, from, from a male standpoint of view. Um, if a man really, really, really loves you and care for you and he's fond of you and he really want to be with you, he'll hold off, he'll wait, and he'll do just that. It, it, it's, it's so difficult now because you know, like everything got sex in it subliminally and everything got sex in it. And um, so, but it's possible. And a lot of men, we'll, we'll, it, it just all depends how I feel about you and how do I initially meet you you know, did I have I known you for a time and I just you know, grew to love you and, and care for you and I just say, okay, if that's what you want to do, um, then I will do that. You know, it's, it's very rare that that can happen. Okay, but here's the question that I want to, po- to, to pose to both women. Okay, you say you, you wait, you wait, and you wait because you want to wait to get married and you date and you find a man that, that they, you know, that do that and stuff like that. But then what do you, what, what do you feel or what do y'all think or how do y'all react when you wait all this time and the sex is not that good? I'm jumping in right here. There you go. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so, so this is what I love about Stefan's eye, Stefan I's dynamic because we see things vastly differently, but, but the same on many levels. So my standpoint on, I understand, yes, I have, I've experienced, I think all of these things. I've been married before, Steph's been married before, we've been divorced. So it is for me, the, the thing is to say, even if a man says he's going to wait for you and he, and you, or if you do the 90 day rule, right. Or you wait until you're married, how do I know? And I have, I have experienced a man is saying, I'm waiting on you, but in, in cases, this man, he's waiting on you 
right? To surrender to yourself to him. But in the meantime, he's not really waiting because he's having sex with someone else. He's yeah, satisfying his needs somewhere else. And you're believing that he is truly 100% waiting on you. That's, that's a risk you take because you don't, I mean, and that, that's a person's character and there's nothing that you could do about that because you don't know, right? Yeah. I also am of the mindset at this age in my life, I get it about, you know, waiting and, 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 and not surrendering and making someone see your value. But I also, where you're coming from, what if the sex is bad? Because to me, sex intimacy is very important in a relationship. Right. And so if I'm going to sit and wait for you, or you're going to sit and wait for me for a year or however long we say this, my, my standpoint is I wouldn't buy a car. I have not test drive. I'm not going to buy a house sight unseen. I'm certainly not going to put something so dear and so valuable, which is my, my sexuality and my, my sexual happiness, as well as yours to that type of test. And then we get married and find out maybe we're, we're not even compatible. Maybe I don't work. Maybe you don't work. Now what? So now you're in a marriage that's mm -hmm. going to end up being sexless or really, really unsatisfied. Right. But that's the, the, the point is like when you have ridden that bicycle already and, you know, we all have, you know, been married in relationships and things of that nature. If I always pose this question, the sex, you're compatible in those relationships sexually, but then all the other things didn't work that got you to a position that now you're no longer with that person. So I would say that how important was the sex? Because if you were so, if it was so good sexually, now you're not together, then what was the issue? Because sex is the easy part. It's no. all the other so things think, that are the hard part. No, so my, so my point is, I'm not saying you should jump into sex. I'm saying- No, no, I'm, just, no I'm, I'm saying yeah. that, I'm, what I'm saying is that it's like whether, like, like what my standards, okay? But what I'm trying to say is that when- no, like sex is important to a relationship. It absolutely is. But mm-hmm. then there are some things, sometimes in a relationship, you can no longer have sex. What a, what a right. reason, you know, I, whatever. And, and I is. get that. So, and what so is that? like if someone becomes think, sick, yes. But so someone I do becomes think, sick. Well, exactly. But I do feel that it is the times that we're definitely living in, but so much emphasis is on sex. If you don't have sex, you're not going to die. You know what I mean? If you don't have sex, you know, you could take that energy and challenge it somewhere else. And I think the emphasis is there, but that's not, that, that, that's, that's really the problem with a lot with the relationships because, oh, we have to be sexually compatible. So, and I, and I do feel that if you are on the same page and you do the work, you still got to do the work in the relationship, whether you're having sex or not, then you will find a balance. I, I think that just like when you meet somebody that you don't wait for, maybe 90 days, however long, whatever, you know, you feel this person's hot and you want to have sex, you know, nine times out of 10, that it's going to be good. By the time you kiss that person, everything else, and, you know, very rarely is it bad. So, but it's really, because really it's in your mind when you really think about it. It's just like when 
like the thing is when the um sugar's out of the cake. When that sugar was in the cake and the sex was so good, whatever, that sugar's out of the cake, that sex is horrible with that person because you no longer love that person or feel for that person. So it's really more in your mind than anything. So if you make love to somebody's mind and they make love to your mind, and by the time you come together intimately, that's a whole nother level of sex. Because it, it well, that's the that's the intimacy. So I'm saying intimacy first, and intimacy is not sex. Exactly. Right. It's it's the building of intimacy. It's the building right. of trust. It's and, the building of most a foundation. But, most by, nobody, but nobody's building the intimacy. Nobody's building the foundation. Everybody's hop, hopping into the bed. And then you, now you have these spiritual ties. Now you have soul ties with this person. Right. Because every time a man is inside you, he leaves something inside you. You give something right. to him. And now you have those type of attachments. That's really why women don't want to leave these relationships. Now I'm giving my body to this person. Now I got to live this relationship, start over another relationship, give my body to somebody else. But if you took your time to really get, get to know this person, whether you wanted to wait for marriage or not, you know, before the three, if you were on the thing with the 90 day rule, before the 90 days, that man would have told you who he was and you didn't give your body to him. So you didn't lose anything. So now you like, I could walk, you know, I, I don't feel that I need to stay here because I've been given my body. You know, so I that's agree like, with you on that, but my my <laughs> point was still my point still is you could stay, you could do ninety days, you could do hundred and eighty days, you could do three hundred and sixty five days. Always, though, remember a person will show you just and only what they want you to know. Well, right. that's an and so I and mean, so absolutely. so mm-hmm. even if even if you could, there are people who have never you know there are still people who are virgins out here in the world uh-huh. they do exist my nephew just got married my nephew so, just got married he was 29 he was a virgin him and his wife were virgins they just got married what in may okay. and you know he just turned so 30, we like, so we know it exists but what i'm his saying father is that- was a virgin when she married my sister and he, you know, so it, it it does happen it does it is out there i'm not saying it doesn't i'm just saying it does become because once you, I, I heard what you said earlier. It's like once you learn how to ride a bike, right? You never forget. Exactly. And I do think, and so, and let me, and let me clarify here, because I didn't say this. I do clearly understand after, let's go back to, I clearly understand why God's word says that people should wait. There's a reason for that. You know why? In my opinion. You have nothing to compare. Exactly. You have nothing to compare. You have nothing to say. You don't know what's good and what's bad. But you you learn together prayerfully, mm-hmm. right? As, as a couple, right? You learn together. You learn what makes this person happy, what I don't like. If, I, if, I'm, if we're open enough to be able to do that with one another. And that's our intimacy grows. And so then our sexual relationship grows. But... When people get together nowadays and then say, I'm going to wait and we're going to wait, right? And I, and I say this because there was a guy that I met and this guy said to me, he said, listen, I want to date for one year. And then after that, I want to be engaged and then I want to be married. And he clearly said, what, is your, what are your views on um, 
um, sex outside of out of mar outside of marriage. And I stated what I just stated. And he said he became very judgmental. He said, "See people talking about they're Christians and yet they're having they're having sex outside of marriage." And da 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 da. And I told him the same thing I just told you guys. And I told him, I said, obviously, I am not the person for you. And you are not the person for me. And I was cool with that. But I realized this person had been married before. His wife had cheated on him, had gotten pregnant with someone else, uh, someone else's child while he was away in the military, thinking he was taking care of his family. So he had this whole anger, this whole mess. So he had his own set of baggage. And yet I was being judged based on his experiences. So right. what I'm saying is that people, we all come with our baggage and our, and our things that we believe. And sometimes just because I believe it doesn't make it true, you know? And, and but it's so, like think it's an individual thing. Right. You know, like, right. It's like, so you know, every, that's so right there's a catch 22 <laughs> on all sides. But Milton, I pose, I pose to you, do you, do you believe that the difference, one of the differences between men and women, a woman typically will say, if she says, I'm waking you wait, she really is waiting. She's not having sex with anyone. I right? agree. On a man's side, tell me, what, am I, am I far-fetched on that? Not at all. Most men are not waiting. You know, unless you're a, a pure virgin and ain't never had it. But most men, they they might say stuff they like you and waiting to get to you. But most of the time, I would say 90% of the time, they're not waiting. Yeah, we just, they're, they're not built that way. They're not, they're doing something. Because, see, the thing, like she just, like Steph just said, a lot of times, sex have a whole different meaning for y'all. Because, you know, people are pouring out certain things inside of y'all. And but you know, men, we, we can have sex and it don't be that. Just like you know, most of the time, um, people have affairs, these sneaky links that they call it. Most of the time, the, the woman's gonna catch feelings way faster than a man because mm -hmm. a man can just do that and be done with keep it, it moving and keep it moving. Mm -hmm. But most women, they can't just do that. You know, I, I've had experience when I was young, you know, much younger than I was now. You know, I thought we had to understand that we just going to do this and we just going to do that. And it started off like, yeah, she like, yeah, I understand. We just going to do it like this. Next thing you know, next thing you know, I got all kinds of problems issues going because she, she done fell in love. She done did this, she done did that. But see, men, you know, and, and men, men just build different when it comes to that. They can just have a sexual experience without the attachments and all that go with it, all the emotions and everything that go with it. And so... You know, that's why, I, I, that's why it's a sad thing. That it's a sad thing to say that this happens. Um, a husband go out and cheat. Yes. Exactly. He think he won't pull to understand because he tell my, well, boo, it didn't mean nothing to me. You know, it was just this, it was just that. Right. Uh, you know, there's something to do. But turn that around. What if your What if your woman, your woman cheated on you and right. she said, "Oh, and then I just got a little extra, did another thing." He, he would not like see the it the same. Well, not see it the same. Right. No, not at all. I remember, I remember when I was younger, because that was always a thing. When you watch the TV show or, you know, you're watching a movie and, a, and the, a man would get caught, you know, typically it was a man. Not, and that's not to say women cheat too, right. which is better at it. 
Yeah. Typically don't get caught like men do. Sorry to say. I don't know about that. But. No, I'm just going to say, because women tend to be planners. So we like, listen, we plan everything. Yeah, we plan everything. Good, bad, or indifferent. We plan everything. We yeah. normally execute a little bit better. But yeah, you know. I mean, just like I told you when my, my, my uh, brother's girlfriend was going out, he did check a pocketbook. She had some condoms. And he, like when he went to my mother, like, why she had condoms? She's going out. And then, because uh, she was going out to somebody else, obviously. Right. And my mother, you know, said like said to her, "Oh, you need to talk to her." You know, my brother's telling my mom, and she said, "Oh, she told my she told her, oh, you supposed to buy the condoms when you got where you were going." I'm like, "That's okay, what you told her, you know?" Like, okay. So, but it but just going back to as I said, when people would find out someone was having an affair, what was the thing that the woman always said first? Do you love him? Bam. And for a long time, I could not understand. I was like, what the hell does that have to do with anything? But what I realized was because men say it didn't mean anything. And then we're going, what the hell are you talking about? It didn't mean anything. You slept with another woman. But a man is easy to detach. Forgive me, Milton, but this is why men are referred to as dogs. Because dogs will have sex for the need of satisfying them being in heat. A female dog will have sex because she's in need to satisfy. They sniff each other's behinds. I get enough, I learn about who you are, what's your breed, what's your thing. We're gonna do this thing and then when we're done, goodbye, thank you very much. We don't never have to see each other again, right? Humans are not created that way, but we behave that way on many levels and many occasions. So when a woman finds out that her husband, boyfriend, whatever, is sleeping with someone else, she says, do you love her? Because then she knows, ah, okay, am I really gonna have to fight for you now? Even though at that point, does that make any sense? But that is how we process differently. Right? It takes, not, it yeah. takes, we process differently because a lot I'm of not times. For you. you can have them. You, you, but, you want them, but you can have But we will say you can have him. But mm-hmm. generations of women before us and still women today don't operate that way. Because in our heads, we have been reared to overlook, close your eyes, Turn your head because is he taking care of the household? Is he yeah. feeding you? Does he pay the bills? Do you work? Oh, no, you don't work. So you need to go over there and sit down. If he yeah. leaves or you put him out, can you afford this house? Can you afford? And you and I talk about this all the time. Can you yeah, wait, afford wait, wait, to you know, live this you know, lifestyle that he has afforded you? Well, so, I mean, I, you, and you're right. So, about that. So so we, we didn't have that, but we don't have women in our family. Like my mother was not that person. Neither was my aunts. They were like deuces. I they weren't, but yeah. they put up with. They put up, but Steph, they put up with a whole lot more stuff that well, they put you up with and a whole I lot would more, not. But they would never, like definitely, but they would never say, you know, he's be. You know, my mother always had her own business. Oh, whatever he could do, you know, she made more money than my father. But it's just like saying so. But I'm just saying that they do. They did stay longer than we do. We did. But there's a lot of women, like especially women like where we grew up around. 
they were not those type of women. I mean, I know the type of women you are talking about, yes. but they were not those type of women. Like I had a friend, I mean, she was, you seem like she would never, she loved her husband, you know, and like a lot of dynamics that went into that relationship. But we, we live in this small town in Burger County. Town was so small, but he had a whole, he was in a bigamist. He had a family on the other side of town. Yeah. You know, you know, and when, but when she found that out, the person who adored this man, everything for this man, she was like, I'm out. Her kids and everything. Right. I'm saying it kids, happens, you know I mean? but I'm so, saying, as yeah. Milton's book says, as women, we stay too long, too many times. We yeah, put up what? with stuff that we should yeah. not have allowed to go on. Like we couldn't control yeah, what he exactly. did, but we accept it because we say we forgive you. And we don't know how to say, I forgive you, but I'm out, or you're out. Yeah. Still, do you ever, ever watch Divorce Court? Yes. That was I, my, watch anymore. Yeah. So, so negative. I like, I I like Divorce Courts with the Cutlers. Yeah, the Cutlers, and they be on there with that, and Lynn Toller. And it, it's like, you know, you done did all this investigation, and you done got to his phone, you done tapped his phone, you done found all this, and you find like cheap, cheap and doing this like that. And next thing you know, you're still staying in the jail. Be like, so why in the world is you in my court? You still right? Why are you here? Going nowhere? Exactly. Right. Like really? Yeah. Right. Right. You're doing all this. You're doing all this investigating. You find IT, but you know, and, and and like 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 um, you know, I was saying, it's so many reasons why women say. I, I knew a, I knew a, a older woman one time. Hers used to be abuser, um, cheated on her, all kind of stuff. And so I asked her, you know, this is years later. I said, well, why you didn't leave a long time ago? She said, well, she couldn't afford to. She had kids, and she was going to be a single mom, and she just wasn't going to be a four-leaver. And a lot of women hanging out for kids' sake, and if the kid in a nice situation, nice house. Uh, and one thing I, I was talking about, how many, you know, I'm single, so I be lonely sometimes. You know, sometimes I'm good, sometimes I'm lonely. But it's a terrible thing when you're in a relationship and married and lonely. Oh, that's and worse. I, I agree with you. I read that in your book. I'm like, that right. is We did. We, we okay. both I totally agree. <laughs> we, we always talk about the greatest thing in life, Milton, is peace. Mm-hmm. When you yeah. turn the key yeah. to the place you call home, it's priceless. It's, it's priceless. I can in a shack, but if I'm by myself in that shack, I'm okay. But it's totally different when you live in a mansion and you got a hell of a life in the mansion. Right. And you're lonely because the person who is providing the mansion, then that's normally the person, they're they're the breadwinner. They travel for work. They're always entertaining someone. Oh, babe, you know, I got to do this. I got to do that. And that's not just the man. There are women who do the same thing. Oh, absolutely. The house is where where all my things are maintained. See, right. we don't understand my, 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 sometimes my me. you become an item. You're not even a person anymore. You become a thing. You become mm-hmm. a collectible. You become part of the house, part of the furniture. Right, right. Yeah. Basically. But my mother told me, she said, let me tell you, you'd rather live in a shoebox than be unhappy in a relationship. She said, because peace is priceless. And it's so yes, true. It and I, I learned I'm- that from a little girl. She said, I left my first husband. I, I left everything. When I, whatever I came with, whatever was there, I left it and just took me and my clothes. And because it, peace is priceless. And sometimes you have to go. And I always remember that, you know? Yeah, I um, I rode to a neighborhood not too long back, $300,000 houses and stuff. 
And I was just looking at him saying, how many people stay in these nice houses, but just miserable? Many. 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 Because for one, many times, people don't want to deal with the shame, number one, of this did not work. Especially if you were already told, like your family goes, she ain't. And then you you fight for them. You go, you don't get to tell me. You don't know. Now you perform it every time you see a family. Y'all gotta show up all matching, yes. looking good, everything yes. like that. Yeah. yeah. And you know, you know you live in a lie. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's that's yeah. that's the thing I wrote in there about that's the thing I, I wrote about the lady that made the lopsided cake. Yes. Everybody, uh, everybody see the cake lopsided. Lopsided. Trying to fix it up and mess it up and everything. Uh, 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 like, uh, uh, this is a lopsided cake. This ain't this right. ain't gonna a lopsided it cake. Don't, and first but, of all, I'm not you don't have to worry me. about I, nobody. But when you have a lopsided cake, when you have a lopsided cake, you don't have to worry about your cake all being gone or nobody taking your cake, taking it by <laughs> accident, <laughs> taking it by mistake, by because <laughs> guess what? They go. I see it's a lopsided cake. cake. Everybody <laughs> else see it's a lopsided cake. You the only one who cannot uh-huh. see that something's <laughs> not right about that cake. So guess what? We're gonna let you have it. She done invested, she done invested in it, and she just she just trying to deal with it because she don't want to be proven wrong, like you said a little while ago. You know, sometimes they hang in there because this day and time people are so ashamed you live in relationships yes. and stuff. you're ashamed to say you had to leave and the, the marriage didn't work yes you just living in I mean, they, they're ashamed oh, and, and, uh, getting a divorce is an embarrassment like, yeah, yeah people gotta that. but yeah, you want to have all of those yes i i think yeah. shame judgment embarrassment um yeah lack of the ability to say you know what it didn't go right and it's not even a thing of i was wrong because matters of the heart is not the same of like okay i bought the wrong car right i bought this wrong car because even with a car within a certain period of time you could take that car back and say this this, this doesn't work for me (laughs) (laughs) this car is not what i thought it was going to be that's well, not like, the well, same. You know, that's not the same. Well, when I ran up and got married, right. I, I ran up and got married. I eloped, and I was a, you know, after seven weeks, you know, I met somebody, ran off, got married, eloped, and if the whole relationship was fourteen weeks, literally, because I filed for divorce, wow. I was like, yeah, I'd rather be at home with my mother and then live with you at El Crazy. I made a mistake, you know, my mother, everybody in my family is all against me. I'm sorry, I made a mistake, but I'm about to divorce this fool. Because it was a mistake. Okay. It had no it was no shame in my game. So 10 years for me to do it again. Yeah, but see, know, a lot of people don't think like they just they don't they don't want they'll hang in there because they don't want nobody to say, I told you so. Right. Right. But I think right. in the back of my head, my mother always told me that you know, peace is priceless, you know, so what? You just gotta talk it up. And that's the thing like people don't want to do. You don't want to own your mess, you know. You'd rather lay in your mess and pretend that it's not a mess. Then own it. Right. And if you own it, you know, you could get out of it, see what, you know, get get in front of it. 
so you could end up having a happy life because that's where all the sicknesses, the diseases, all these things show up from all those things. That you're trying to make well, so that is so one of the didn't work. Let's keep moving. Well, mm-hmm. yes, but I, I always, you know, I tell Steph all the time. I said I think a lot of times we stay in situations because between family, you know, your own, your own self standards, religion, oh, and, yeah. and God, right? We stay in situations way too long because, again. Yeah. We don't have the answers for for why we did this thing, or the answers don't line up with all these all these things we measure ourselves up against, which okay. is a struggle, you know. So, it here's where I'm going to say to you, like minister, you said, don't blame the minister. The minister didn't write this book. Yeah, but the minister did write the book because yeah yeah right? that's, a, that's how i see it yeah the minister you're right you're absolutely right the minister did write the book mm-hmm. and it's based on you know things you know and 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 the, and the ministry part can be spot on mm-hmm. and so most of the time when i think we talk about the ministry part is just due to some of the words that i use you know just the right. human being right. you know i kind of look at things from a humanistic standpoint of view instead of trying to be stuff collar and stuff like this i just try to tell people straight right you know when i counsel a couple i'm telling y'all straight this that and the other thing what to look forward to and what you what you're up against and stuff like that and not sugarcoat it you know from a religious standpoint of view but you're right the minister did write it right god so when- gave me the insight god wanted to give me the insight to put it together like that starting Amen. off talking about People thought it was a cookbook. Talking about my grandmama, how she cooked. Talking about my dad. Yes, you did. I, but I, I love, but I yeah, love I, all the reference because it gives foundation to yeah. who you are. Yeah, Ali edited. Ali edited, and he didn't even know what uh, he didn't even know what strigoline was. And I'm talking about my dad with strigoline and stuff. But he didn't even know what it's, what strigoline was. And so when I first started, it sounded like it sounded like a uh, cookbook. Right. Thing as it progressed, then you said, okay, here's what he's talking about. You know, one of the best parts that I like about relationships and stuff like that is when the guy came home and made love on a dirty table. Yeah, that would have never <laughs> happened over at yeah, that yeah, no spot. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, let's, let's just start with just basic hygiene, bro. You came yeah. in and you didn't what take those? That's an automatic no. That's yeah, automatic no. No, you're doing too much, sir. You're right. You're doing too much. And she's not. She's not enjoying it. She's not enjoying it at all. Not at all. Not so at all. She's going with all. it like that. And the thing about that that particular is like, dude, you know, you, you got on there, you know, hung out late, you know, did all kind of stuff, and you think, but you know, me and that's our that's our um that's our ego. Oh, we just go put it down. She'll be all right. Nah, bro. You gotta clean that table off first. You gotta clean some things up first, man. Talk about the things and do yeah, things. Yeah, but even though because, even though you so say you that, but even though you said that in the book, Milton, he succeeded in what he came to do. He well, stayed like, out late. He stayed out late. He came home. Yeah, and because he, a lot of times, a lot of times, he presented himself, and she yeah. took it. And a lot of times, what happens, therefore, especially with uh, with Christian women, especially. 
you know, the Bible talks about not denying him and stuff like that. And she just doing her wifely duties. Don't mean she enjoying it, but she just kind of, you know, the, the Bible talks about, uh, you know, not denying her husband sex and stuff like that. And she's, you know, she trying or whatever, but she's not, in, she's not, in, that's a lot of things that we do as people, especially women, you know, it, it's, you're not enjoying it, but you're trying to be submissive unto your husband and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You're not, you're not enjoying it because he's not, if he wants to give you the care and attention and everything, it would be better. But, you know, like even just, even like cooking, you know, you, you, if he if he's straight and he's doing everything supposed to do, loving and caring and everything like that, you don't mind stirring up and stuff and cooking for him. But if he ain't, you will still cook. But you you mad every time every 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 business. You know, loving that cooking becomes right. Sure. I was gonna say real cooking. Real cooking requires love. That's exactly. what makes the food taste good. Exactly. It's just like bacon. If you bake in the cake and you don't bake or you don't cook with love, it's never going to, you could have followed that recipe to the T. When right. people taste it, they may, they're going to still say, it's all right. It, it, <laughs> no, it's, it's missing something. I can't tell you something. what, but it's missing something. <laughs> if he ain't doing right, you'll go in there and be like, you're not going to put your all in it. You're not going to put your best in it. You're just going to put something together so he can eat. Uh-huh. Because that's what I'm gonna fix something to eat, but it ain't gonna be. I ain't fi- I'm not fixing no neck bones, and I'm not fixing no oxtails. Look at you finna get this hamburger helper and this spaghetti, and we are gonna call it a day. Yeah, most women today, if they are not that women, if I'm pissed off, you and I'm not cooking chat. You on your own. You yeah, you are yeah, on your own, yeah, my brother. No, nope, yeah. you don't have to worry about yeah. it. Because yeah. here's the thing: for me, I don't break bread with my enemy. Yeah, I don't break bread with my enemy. Hence, hence, when we are in relationship, when we are married to someone, and someone one one of us are acting out of character and doing stuff, then why am I still expected to behave in this character that you believe I should be doing? Now, I get why. I'm not saying I don't understand, but I'm saying it normally doesn't happen. That's when you know you're in trouble. Because when one person starts to behave outside of the character or outside of the role in which we have developed together and how we play together, when you start taking your ball home early, um, we got a problem. Yeah. And see, that, that's like, go goes back to like what I was trying to say. You and don't finish like, the game. You don't, there's so many, there's so many things that come when you say you cook breakfast for your husband every morning. And then all of a sudden your husband goes, I'm good. I'm going to eat breakfast out. <laughs> Bro, what? <laughs> Bro, what happened? <laughs> Wait, you eating, you doing what? Or, no, or I won't be home for dinner tonight all week. <laughs> Bro, wait, what? <laughs> so I'm saying the signs are there, but we tend to miss them all the time. Well, I, what I'm trying to say, what I was saying, the whole thing about like going back, you know, thinking back up to the whole thing, the sex thing, is uh-huh. like you, you cannot see the forest through the trees. I think you just miss so much more. Yeah. But also, what I'm trying to say is like when I was talking about riding the bicycle, when when you know, like you've been through some things, you've had some relationships. If you meet someone the same way, and they're like, "Look, we rode that bicycle. You know, we jumped into these relationships. Right? Let's do something different. 
Right. Let's get to know each other on a whole nother level before we introduce that into our relationship. And I think those, that's more so what I'm talking about. I mean, unless you're young, like my nephew, I mean, he's young. They never, they both were virgins. So neither one of them know about riding the bicycle. They know what they're going to learn from each other, what their desires are, you know, they, you know, as far as sex is concerned. So I'm talking about like that, you know what I mean? You're like, you know, like with, you know, you know, I'm in my fifties, you know, meet somebody in their fifties also, you know, the same way. That's the thing that I'm talking about. You know, unless you're starting off new, I would tell young people, you know, you should save yourself until marriage. Because like you don't, you know, you can build from there. It's, but it's, you, it's just so many messages out there now for people, you know, people just oh, oh yeah, it is this horrible. An old saying is curiosity kill the cat. The cat. Yep. Satisfaction. There is nothing new under the sun. This has been going yeah. on for centuries before we even had what we were even thought about. Yeah, it will continue right. to go on when we are no longer here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, there, there are like young groups of people that I personally know yes. that are really, that are couples that are saving themselves. Yes. You know, or they have indulged and they're like, they don't want to go down that road. And, you know, yeah. these are men, young men that are, you know, just trying, and then they're thirties too, but they have decided to take, you know, become um, uh, abstinent yes. and because they see where, where that's leading them, you know. Right. And they decide to like, I want to be abstinent. That's just like um, back to the celebrity when um, Russell Wilson was the one who wanted to wait right. after marriage before right. him and Sierra had a sexual right. relationship. She right. wasn't, she wasn't the one who wanted to wait, but he had, you know, because they both right. had been married. Well, she wasn't married, but he had been married before. Yeah. So he wanted to like, let's 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 get to know each other a little bit better. Yeah. And I told there are benefits to definitely to waiting. Definitely. I will say that there are. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a matter. It doesn't matter whether you make love to the mind. It wasn't yeah. what I, I was on the same page. You got, you got, you can see. It's one thing about sexual weight and all that kind of stuff, but you can make love to her mind all day long, all yeah. day long, all day long, all, and, and and each other's mind all day and long. That's right. right, and sometimes that's just. That's just a rewarding if you know how to do it. That's just as rewarding yes, as, as actual penetration. I mean, I, I, I had like I had quite a few non-sexual relationships. You know, I, I, I dated a minister before I met my husband. You know, um, I dated a couple of people that, you know, we had great relationships, but it wasn't a sexual relationship, but it was just, a, it was a relationship, you know. But, um, you know, right. just didn't have sex involved. They, they, they work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if it's, if it's a mental thing, you know, most women, most women, men don't understand this, you know, because they just think physical. But most most women, probably myself, with my thought, um, they want that mental more than they want that physical. Because if the mental ain't there, the physical ain't gonna be worth nothing. Right. Correct. Exactly. You know, like she said, like like I said earlier, what if something happened? What if both of y'all get to, you know, sex ain't never kept nobody together. But mental well, that's kept, obvious. But mental, but mental <laughs> kept, <laughs> kept, 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 exactly. Long time. The mental sex that they got, 
that they were having kept them together a long time. They just loved each other, couldn't wait to be around each other. Right. So, yeah, you see right. people, people have great sex and break up all the time. It's right. true. It's true. You know, right. I have like three friends, three sets of friends that have been with their husbands since one since they were 12 and one since they were 13. And they they still have great marriages. You know, now their kids are grown. Some of them becoming grandparents right. and they've been together since they were like kids, you know, and it's just like beautiful. Not that they say it was always, you know, easy, you know, but they made it through, you know, through those relationships. They only, you know, been with each other. So it's, it's, it, it can be, you know, it's far fewer in between, but it's a lot more than we think about. You know, just sometimes well, when I see I, couples. I totally couples, believe it can happen. My, the, my, my, I am the. I am the, you know, I'm the saints advocate. I'm going to always just like, I got to challenge it. I can't just say, yes, of course. Oh, yeah. Well, you know me, I'm, I'm, more, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm almost romantic. I'm thinking like, you know, that could be. So, you know, and it, sometimes, you know, my cousin, she's been with her husband since she's 21. You know, she's, uh, what, 65 now, you know, but it happens. And then sometimes it doesn't happen. But that doesn't mean for me, like to say, like, you know, one of my sisters, oh, yeah, well, we were together for like 30 years, but how many of those years was good? <laughs> Does that matter? Well, you know? well that's the See, other that's thing. Just because people have been married for a long time or been together exactly. a long time does not mean that's, that's that those were years of bliss. But, you know, but because it shows life, is not, life is not years of bliss. There is going to be exactly. some rain on every situation. So, you know, it is a matter of it's how you can handle those things. But, but you can see it. You can see it. It's written all over a person's face. You, even a person saying to you, I'm happy. I've And I know you've seen it, Milton. I've seen these married couples and, you know, a year or two later, they look like they done been through something, you know, oh, because yeah. they happy situations. You can see when people, whether they, whatever they may be saying out their mouth, you can see it on their face, whatever it is. Oh, yeah, All the people, can. Milton, who you, I'm sure you counsel people who, have you counseled anyone who, or couples that you said, I don't think you two are ready or you two don't, yeah. should never be together? Yeah, all the time. Oh, okay. Go ahead do, they take, the do they take heat? Uh, most of the time, not. They do what they're doing. They do they do um, I married a couple one time. They stayed together four hours. <laughs> How many? Four hours? Four hours. Four hours. So that wasn't, so they didn't even get to the honeymoon phase. They just, wedding was <laughs> over. A, I, I, when a girl called me and told me what happened, I told her, just don't turn the paper in. Because you, know, you had to wait the money. It was on a Saturday. You had to wait the money to turn the paper. I told her, do not turn on paper in. Just, just, right, right, right. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> basically, their marriage was annulled before it was ever put together. Before it was put together. I married people. I'd be like, yeah, but we're adults. They're going to do what they're going to do. I try to tell you things and stuff like that. But you're right. Yeah, some people, some people, I'd be like, um, I'm just, you're already living a life of sin. Y'all shagging. Y'all doing stuff. If we're gonna make this thing right before God and man, let's just make it right. I'm not gonna to try to discourage y'all. I'm telling you what the obstacles you gotta look for. Because a lot of people think because they shagging that means they're gonna do good, but that don't necessarily mean that. Because I tell them all the time, right. when you're shagging, you're living in sin. Satan has no reason to bother you, but when you get married, now you done made it right. Now he got a reason to come at both right. of you. And so shagging doesn't, shagging doesn't mean anything. But you know, I'm just trying to make them right, live right, and stuff like that. But you know, most grown-ups gonna do what they they're gonna do. My dad married, made me marry my cousin. He refused to do it. My dad had me marry my cousin, and my dad knew the only reason my, my cousin was uh, marrying this woman because 
then the mama was putting him out of the house. And he was trying to find somewhere to go. That happens too. That's fine. <laughs> I, tell people, I tell people, hey, uh, Iris, I said, I say, when I started doing weird battles now, instead of saying to death do you part, you know, do you take this woman to be your way to wipe the hell and hold the and all that stuff? Uh, to death do you part? I say, I'm just start saying for as long as you can. Because it doesn't got to a point. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I got to a point that just as long as you can. And that way, when it gets long to as that, you can, point, Milton. that day, you say, well, Rev said for as long as you can. And today is that day. This is the fun I can go with you. Oh, my God. Uh, I didn't, because people, the people are married for these crazy reasons, tax write-offs and all this kind of stuff. All they would offer the wedding day, they want the gown, this expensive behind yeah, the wedding. For some people, that's that's the it's whole that's marriage to them. This yeah, and, that, and that, that's just one day, okay? Yes. One it's day. A, I had like the cheapest bag. wedding ever, okay? And when I get married next time, it's gonna even be cheaper. I'm on the beach uh, somewhere, you know. My son's gonna give me away, my daughter's gonna be my flower girl, I'll be there, you know, and that'd be about <laughs> it. Okay. The worst thing, the worst thing, people get married. Uh, because good I was set. at the first wedding. You know, you know, <laughs> don't, don't rock your world. Next thing you go, what you gonna do with that? What you gonna do when that die down? And I don't never like to say that sex get old, but I say it gets common. As yes. you've been doing, but well, it gets common. So then you, you start making lots each other's mind. You stop doing what it is like. You know, like my son, he's still young. He's in college, but he has a little girlfriend. You know, and he goes to school in California. She lives here, so he was just home for the holidays. So she come over. And, and he'll make her breakfast. And I just said to him, I said, don't start nothing you can't continue. And that is the thing. I said, right. if you making her breakfast, do all these little nice things for her, if you guys really go, you know, the whole gamut, then remember the things that you were doing for her. You know, and I think that's what happens. We get, we, because we're human, we get comfortable. We have to remind ourselves. I know my mentor said that he had a, he would on his, um, you know, the phones have a calendar. And he said, just because he would get busy, but on his calendar, he had on his calendar, like uh, run my wife's bath water today. All the new things he wanted to do for her to remind himself, so to keep all that fresh, you know. Because it's really true, a happy wife is a happy life. That is yeah. the, that those those two words have never been spoken. And another thing I feel sad for now, because now these guys now they looking for a mama figure um, that they can have sex with and take the mama it's place. True. They That's spoiled right. them. They got them. They got them where they had. Don't have work. You know, yep. they want to stay home. They want to play video games. They want yep. to do this. And it's a sad world out there that women have to deal with that kind of stuff because that's how men's that's how men mentality is. See, when I came up, you know, my dad taught me how to take care of a woman, how I need to work, how I need to take care of myself. He right. tell me this, you know, don't you move in no woman, a woman put you out at the most inconvenient time, she'll put you out in the middle of the cold. <laughs> so I was I learned from that. I like I got to always be able to take care. I got to always be able to take care of myself. And um, that's what I did. But nowadays the reverse, the thing, the roles have reversed. Now, now men looking for women that got stuff and absolutely, they, yeah, um, they are. But what's up with these women wanting to um, date these young guys? I mean, it's like I don't even like the terminology used for it. What do they use? Um, Goober. Goober. Oh my god, I, it's I, just horrible. But my thing is, when you like a man is a physical being, you're 15, 20 years older than him. Are you crazy? He's looking at your pension. He's looking at everything else that you got. And he's not really looking at you like that. And these right. women are fooling themselves thinking that, oh, I can have this. Oh, no, no. I, I think that's a whole nother problem, really. You know, they're dating these men that could be your children. Yeah, it is. 
That, that's they horrible. And they really think they're pulling them. Okay, you look good. You look good for 50. And but this boy, he's 25. You you don't look like a 25-year-old girl. Some, sometimes I think that sometimes most of the time I think that's a sexual thing. Yep. Yeah. It is. I think yeah, it is. Because, you yeah, know, you know, know falling in love. Like they're falling in love. When we get a certain age, you know, we 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 ain't put it down like we used to. But you know, she find one of them young boys. But you know, on the problem with her head up against the, the headboard. Problem that she get yeah. hurt. He's hurt when she find he ain't the only one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, she fall in love, and now you like like you said, she's not the only one. You know, you like that he's he doesn't see you like, but they really feel like oh, I could pull him, I could pull him. Yeah, you may be able to pull him, but can you keep him? And what he and what what's he going to stay there for? You know, right. that's exactly. like very far few of those relationships really work out. That's a lot of years that some of these women are running around here with. But that's but true. but guys, this, it it all still stems back to that goes back to the character of of both parties. Oh, absolutely. Right. No, because absolutely. because at 56, you know, I, I was I had Steph laughing. There was this young man. He was 30, Milton. And this young man, I was looking for something in downtown Griffin. The young man says, excuse me, excuse me, can I help you? He was a barber. And I said, um, and so I'm thinking he was coming to speak to me about you know, my hair, because that, you know, Barbara's always, you know, Sean keeps my hair looking really great. And so I get compliments all the time. The young man said, hey, excuse me, excuse me. And I said, yes. And he says, oh, can I help you with, you know, you looking for something? And I said, yes, because I had already walked up the block and down the other side. And so I said, yes, I'm looking for that. He goes, oh, where you're looking, what you're looking for is down at the end of the block around to the left. He says, hey, I'll walk you down there. This young man is talking to me. And then he says something to me. He's like, do you have an Instagram? Or you have, no, he says, are you on the gram? He doesn't say Instagram, are you on the gram? (laughs) So yes, I have have two Instagram accounts. So I, you know, he tells me what his Instagram account is. Okay, great, wonderful. So then the young man says, do you sip? I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Do you sip? I was like, what? He goes, do you drink wine? Uh, yes, I drink wine. So what are you doing later? And so I'm, I'm oblivious, Milton. I said, I'm going to, going to celebrate my, one of my friend's 65th birthday. And so he goes, 65th? I said, wait, well, hold up now. Don't, don't say it like that. I know, that's right. And so he, he says, well, what are you doing tomorrow? And I'm still just talking to this young man, right? So then he says, um, and I said, he goes, oh, I would really like to, to take you out. We could go to the park and walk and talk and drink wine. He said, <laughs> hold on, baby. How old do you? Oh, oh, wait. <laughs> how, how old are you? He says, oh, that doesn't matter. I said, oh, no, please understand. It matters. My oldest child is 32 and, and has a child. My middle <laughs> child is 27. And my youngest, I just dropped off at college, who's 18. So then he says, I'm 30. I'm grown. You know, he said, I'm 30 and we're all grown. I said, no, no, baby. You are not grown. I'm grown. (laughs) I'm grown. You are not grown. Not in my world. I look like with some... A third... You two years younger than my oldest child 
and three years older than my middle child. And Lord forget yeah. it, you could be my youngest child's parent. Are you crazy? Exactly. Ain't no way in the world. But, but no judgment against if two people find themselves together and decide that we work. Yeah. Then I, I know a whole bunch of them. More, yeah. more power to you. But you because know, my, my saying goes, if I could push you out, I don't date you. <laughs> if I could have been your mama, ain't no way in the world. Okay, but that's, that's me, but that's okay, not my mama. I said, but it's but been going on for mama. years. It's a double yeah. standard because yeah, so young, so young so women, so women have Young women are attracted to old men, and it's not always that it's a sugar daddy thing. There are a lot of young no, women who are interested yeah. in older men, right? And so then when it when it's reversed, then we have a problem with it. But again, it's the two people involved. If two people come together, regardless of how old they are and whatever the case may be, yeah. you know, you can't say people are, you know, something. My, my mother told me, she said, don't date old men. They give you crabs. And well, my like, grandma said they give you worms, but hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, what do, so what does the young man give you? Diseases. I thought about when I was young, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody yeah. so out of your age, you know, like, oh mm -hmm. no, this guy, you know, you're 20 and this 40 year old pushing up on you. I don't think so. Like, oh no, 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 no. I Milton, I am gonna ask you. We have, I will say, we have thoroughly enjoyed having yes, you. Yeah. <laughs> and your book has, your book is amazing and it's awesome. And I definitely will recommend for people to read it. So again, oh, guys, yeah, hey, don't you. forget, yeah. go pick it up. You can order it on Amazon, Milton. Why don't you share yeah. how they can get your book and how they can get in touch with you as well if they wanted to talk with you? Again, the book is When the Sugar Is Out of the Cake. So Milton, you want to share how they can get your book or reach out to you if you're if they're interested? Yeah, um, you can always get my book on Amazon um, books. And then we on Ali Amazon books. You can always you got all uh, eight of them. You got two. Um, you got two little romances, three Debbie Dynamites, one enlightenment quotation for the heart and soul. And one of my best sellers is um, my autobiography entitled I Could Not Die. And you can find out. Then sometimes, you know, I have it in the barbershop and stuff like that. Yes. Um, you can always reach me at, at my email at issmilt, M-I-L-T, at yahoo.com. And if you say something, I, I will respond back. You know, I will give you the phone number, but see, somebody might be some lonely tunes out there. And I have <laughs> everybody calling me. But I, do have, a, I have a Facebook page uh, with Milton Broughton and stuff like that. So if you reach out to me on that um, and, and plug me on your Facebook thing, then I'll talk to you that way. If you got anything you want to ask me, my life is like an open book. I will tell it straight, my thoughts, my ideas. I got a book I want to write. My next book I want to, well, I'm doing a book of poetry right now. But oh, my, nice. next book, my, my next book, I want to do a book called Chained. Um, so many women, they got these older sons, older, older cats in the house and don't, they chain to it, you know, because the, the man and the woman broke up a long time ago and mm. she felt she got to show enough love for both of them, the one that's there and the missing one. And next thing you know, she changed to that situation, not understanding that God gonna bless her with somebody else in her life. Mm -hmm. uh -oh. Did I go off? Yeah. I don't know. Milton, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you just went away. I can I hear did. you, but I can't see you while you're doing yeah. okay, okay, there you. I go. All right. Yeah. So, Steph, yeah. you want to tell 
uh, tell the audience how they can get in touch with you and what your um, what your hats are? Uh, oh, we, we, we wear many, but we'll just keep it, you know. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a life coach also, and I, well, um, my specialty is divorce and style. And you can reach me on mymentor.life. And of course, on the podcast, Autopsy of Her. And we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, and we're on YouTube also. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Steph. And again, you can reach me as well via I do love coaching at Gmail, or you can reach me at the autopsy of her. You can reach Steph and I both at the autopsy of her at gmail.com as well. You can tune into our YouTube channel on the autopsy of her as well. And then of course on Spotify. And so we, you know, and I, oh, and I did not tell you, I'm also a life coach. I'm a mental health coach or I'm a mental health counselor. I'm a life coach. I'm a realtor that, but the, again, that's one of my traits. Mm-hmm. Steph is also a realtor. So if you know, you know, if you're looking for a home, a piece, if your home no longer has peace and so you need to find a new one, please don't forget yeah. that we can help you. With I'm that. in New Jersey. Ours is in Georgia. Right. Yeah. And so, but we want to definitely just say, we thank you, Milton, so much for joining us today. Of course, you have been a part of our men's series. We'd like to speak to both. Uh, both of the male and the female, because we are females. That's what we know best. Exactly. That's where we come from. But we love to bring and have the male perspective because we don't ever want to come across as being one-sided. And of course, we are not males. And so we cannot speak to the male species, but we appreciate you sharing with us today and joining us today. I appreciate y'all. Your editor. Maybe we'll all get together again soon. Yeah, we would love to. We, well, we need your editor's information, Milton. Uh, we need your editor's information. Oh, Ali. Ali's. Uh, Ali. He's right here. My editor's information. Hi, Ali. Hey. Hey. Hi, Ali. Hi, How are you? Hey, I'm fine. I'm going well. I'll That's give it to Milton and he can text it to you. Okay. Okay. And you can That'll and work. you can share it too on the podcast. So when someone's listening, yeah, you oh, for, look, this is your uh, opportunity. It's a platform. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody's looking to uh, get any books published, they can definitely reach out to me at Ali A L I at Brathway Publishing. That's B R A T H W A I T E Publishing dot com. Awesome. Thank you, Ali. Yep. He also do filmmaking too now. There you go. Yeah, see? Yeah. Film, feature films, documentaries. So okay, that's something I gotta hook you up. My son, he's in film school. He goes to Loyola Marymount University. Uh, oh. He made his first film at eleven. He's nineteen now. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. So you never know. All right. Okay. All right. Well, we want to say thank you all so much. We hope that you all had a wonderful MLK day and we thank you for joining us today and spending some time with us. We hope that we brought some sunshine, some some nuggets of of knowledge and wisdom to you today, but we just really enjoyed you being with us today. Milton, again, we appreciate you so much and looking forward to doing it again. Absolutely. All right. Thank you all both very much. Oh, you're welcome. All right. Take care. Be blessed, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. All right.